Hi, this is Bob Weiss. I'm the host of Shaking Your World. Cheers. Now, basically what happened is uh, she went into the restroom. I was trying to hurt everybody up uh, because they were going on that tour. And she comes up to me, doesn't know me from Adam. I didn't even realize she was with the group, to be honest. And uh, she says, Miss, can I ask you a question? Like, yeah. She said, I'm feeling a burning right here. Would you would you look and see if, if there's something on my skin? And she pulled down her shirt and there were these two huge scratches that started at her collarbone and went all the way under, you know, the shirt and obviously looked like they hurt. And I said, oh no, did you fall? What happened? She said, well, it happened in the bathroom. I think a ghost did it. And I said, oh. No, couldn't be, not our sweet Elizabeth. We, you know, we have our little ghost who is known for pranks, but nothing of that sort. And she didn't really want to talk about it. She wanted to keep it quiet, but she was definitely afraid to take the tour back. So I was trying to reassure her that I think that it'll be okay and convinced her that if I walked along, then I would keep her away from the things that she most thought could be harmful at the time. Not to doubt the veracity of anyone's statements or thoughts. I wasn't around or part of this at that point, and I certainly wasn't in the ladies' restroom. But you're describing something now that would take place here. She's right-handed. I've watched that as she's, you know, doing her other interview with Patrick. Is it possible she scratched herself? Is this, look at me, I'm in a haunted place, I want to get some attention kind of a thing? You know, I, I have to say no, simply because she was mortified. She didn't really want to talk to her friends about it. She basically went on the at least almost the first half of the tour because she didn't want her friends to understand that something had actually happened to her. I'm not sure that all of her friends even knew about disability. The one girlfriend did that was there. Uh, and her husband seemed very protective. She's wanted nothing to do with the basement. And when they started talking about the young uh, men who believed in Santeria, who wanted to go up in that little balcony area, she almost collapsed. Like I literally dragged her back and- Physically? Yeah, she like, she was already trembling. That was the other thing. You saw it. I saw her trembling. And she, she was either literally holding my arm and trembling or holding her husband's hand. She was frightened. Hmm. So she's not been here before. She has no. no experience being here before. No. She's from Mexico, and her family practices a form of not Santeria, but not Santamoro. It's. Um... Okay. Here you go. Thank you, Brianna. What a marvelous service you provide. <laughs> um, Okay, so she has a history of this, and she was talking about how her grandmother's grandmother's grandmother, mm -hmm. so three grandparents ago, generations, um, has been a witch, as she described this, right? Bruja. Mm -hmm. uh, do we have any background on that? Because I don't. I don't know a lot about brujas, other than that there could be good brujas and bad brujas. And that's only from books I've Good read. witches and bad witches. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have my own experiences. My my maternal grandmother was Greek. And uh, she was a seer, a psychic as well. 
as was much of her family. And I have my own interactions with things that are beyond the norm, as I'm told. Um, so I'm certainly sympathetic to things, and I sense different things often in different places. Uh, and I've got countless experiences, both in this and other countries, other places, with things that are outside the realm of normalcy. Okay. Now, as we're talking to her, her name was Iris, I believe, right? Yes. So, um, Iris's husband wanted nothing to do with this interview. He was very confrontational at some point with me about the fact that she's here doing this. Ah, and I didn't I could, know that. All I could yeah. say is that she really brought this up. She offered herself to do this. She, she sat down. Just didn't want to be, didn't want to be videoed. Um, but she certainly was not opposed to have the audio tape taking place. And then she had other stories that went back about something when she was younger about a Ouija board. I think she yeah. described four different occasions that took place. And I, and I think here's one of the, the things about Ouija boards that have always been problematic. Good night, Brianna. Thank you. Always been problematic to me is that these are things that are sold everywhere as an entertainment device. But from my perspective, they're much more than that. And they open up doorways or corridors or passages or whatever to something that people ought not to be playing with. Hmm? Now, if you try to look at this analytically and you think, pish posh, this is all balderdash, this doesn't work this way, I would suggest that there are so many things that take place in both the physical realm and certainly in the metaphysical realm that we can't comprehend, we can't get a handle on, hmm? and are just beyond what we as certainly citizens of the 21st century ought not to believe in. And yet, I would suggest from my own experience that there are things that do take place. And I found also that people that have more, let's call them less refined, more primitive cultures, whether it's Pacific Rim, whether it's in anything in Central South America, uh, and certainly in, in old parts of Europe, they have this connectivity with something else that's taking place. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure how you draw a line between things that are Wiccan or things that are elementalist or whatever it is, but there are things that I've experienced, and I've heard an awful lot of people talk about their experience of these things that are above and beyond the norm. So we're talking about this young lady Iris and how she has described this and how things are taking place in, in Mexico with her family and uh, that she's experienced throughout her life way past the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. um, but this, I think she says, one of the four prominent experiences that she's had, where she's had this cutting or this experience, this physical sensation. Yeah, she said burning. burning. She said it was burning and she wanted okay. to look. Yes. And you saw it. I saw it. I saw it. It was, it was red. Um, the scratches were about the width of my finger, like fingernails. It looked like fingernails. It, well, actually, it's this way. It looked like fingernails. And so it, you believe something happened? I do believe. It was not self-inflicted. I don't think it was because she was too frightened. She was frightened. And it's not an act. I don't think so. I really don't. And, and her husband corroborated her abilities after we finally got him to open up. He started corroborating what well, was going on. Yeah, but the husband also set things up on the outside. He gets to know us from Adam. They're here with another couple celebrating their anniversary who had been here for ghost tours. And uh, I chatted them up for a while outside. They didn't know me from Adam. Once Once I was identified as being the owner, then he had these other stories about his wife. Don't ask me these questions, but she's clairvoyant as well. And uh, whatever you do, don't talk about cards. 
okay, I generally don't talk about cards anyway. And, uh, but time and again, it's he's the one who would keep going back to the cards, the cards, the cards. He did, that's true. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that she's not, I'm just saying this is something that bears more investigation, I suppose, on our part. It's odd to me that this would happen, though, in the ladies' restroom because the resident spirit that's there is this playful sweet little girl, sweet little, little girl. eight-year-old girl. Although, do you remember, it was about, it was last summer, um, not many of us were here. I, I was helping to open. I was doing the host stand, and uh, this a Hispanic woman went in who didn't really speak English very well to the bathroom. I don't know if she knew that it was haunted or not, but she came out shaking visibly, very upset, talking about seeing a woman in there dressed in black with a black veil. Do now you that, now that, that you mentioned the idea, was that last year or the year before that? I thought it was just last year, maybe it was. So do you think it was a separate spiritual energy ghost that well, exists? Well, it that... wasn't Elizabeth. That's a possibility. You know, we have resident spirits of shakers, then we have the non-residents that float through from time to time. But this, mm -hmm. maybe this means that we need to get a local Hispanic spiritualist to come by. No, that's not a bad idea. And uh, I'm not sure how we'd advertise that, but we, we can find one, and without giving them the backstory or the setup on something, mm -hmm. bring them in and have them walk around the four floors just to see what's going to happen. So uh, we can't go to the Chamber of Commerce on that. I, I'm not sure. I don't have any contacts in that world. Mm -hmm. uh, but we will find something somewhere that will do that. Do you believe the story, Bob? Pardon? Do you believe her story? I didn't catch most of the story. I came in afterwards when you flagged me over. Uh, it seemed to me, just from the outside, that she was somebody who had conviction in what she's talking about, or she's very accomplished at telling the story over sure. and over again, sure. and or an actress. Um, if I were meeting her somewhere else, I would probably have the impression that she was being very legitimately, factually truthful about what she thought she was experiencing. I obviously didn't see the scratches across her chest, and I wasn't privy to her experience in the back when she was mortified by this as well. Um, but it, it certainly, from just the observational standpoint, before I joined the table, I would suggest that there probably was something there that did spook her or had an impact upon her, yes, yes. And I agree. Especially with both your experiences in this place for many years, it's not probably a one-off that someone just made up that hasn't been here, hasn't known these stories. Well, I've long maintained that of the, the myriad stories that are told here and people have reported who spent the night upstairs will talk about the walls just being like waterfalls and the water coming from everywhere and or snakes being there or spiders being there or flames shooting out of the walls that if you are afraid of those things that whatever is here can prey upon your subconscious and bring that to the forefront it's manifested yes so if you're in the restroom and you already are sensitive to things and at some point then you are in this environment where there are things that are there. We already, to my mind, have established time and again that there is enough of the paranormal that is at Shakers. So if you're new coming in the door and you've got your own past experiences and you walk in and now you're experiencing something else, I would say that that probably is legitimate. 
All I know is she was frightened. Well, we'll do our she best to debunk this. It's also interesting to me, though, that she, though believes in God, doesn't believe in religion and would not go back, even though her family has these massive Bibles that she described and everything else. She doesn't utilize any of that, which I would think that if you are having nightmares on a regular basis, as she described at one point, you'd want to find some solace or a manner to get past that. I have dreams, I have visions, I have all sorts of things, but when it gets to the point that I'm having nightmares about something, which I look at much differently than just a dream or whatever else, um, I look to find a way to ameliorate that as best as I possibly can. I agree with that, but keep in mind that when this all started, she was, she said 16, right? When she started messing with the Ouija board. Yeah. Her parents didn't support her. They called her a witch. They said she was worshiping Satan. They basically alienated her. It's a cultural thing. Yeah, so. Well, I missed that part, but I understand. Okay. So do, by doing that, I could certainly understand why she wouldn't turn to faith. She would feel like, Either A, she wasn't worthy because her parents said she wasn't worthy, or B, I'm not going to have anything to do with something that would hurt me so. I mean, she you could tell she was hurt by the way her parents and her entire family seemed to treat her because of this. But it's also quite a story to concoct and stick to, just to tell ghost stories. Yeah, and also, you're, you're right about that, because we were not the ones behind her drinks. Right. And she would ask her husband to get her something, which they paid for, but right. we didn't buy her anything and as a way to support no, her, no. you know, to keep this moving along. Um, okay. Yeah. All I, right, I, so. I came in listening to your conversation and I sat down and it was obviously, uh, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. What happened? And she goes into the scratches and like the energy and everything else. So. Do you find it interesting, Patrick, that she described this energy as not being necessarily threatening, but feeling like this being needed to let somebody know what had happened? Like this being was angry. This being had been betrayed by something. Betrayal. And yeah. really, really wanted someone to be aware of this. I really wanted to get her upstairs. I can, I really I can, I can take that because as spirits are, maybe some are dormant. Some don't reveal themselves, but to certain people, if you happen to believe, they have certain channels about them that can interpret these things and open themselves to these things and feel these things. You know, I, I don't know it. Maybe you don't know it. We've never felt it, but possibly there are people who felt it. I mean, there's just too many stories of people experiencing things here. Guests and employees alone, you know, seeing these things. So it's mm -hmm. like... I think we've turned a good corner here in a couple ways. I think that um, I like the fact that we are recording these things now to add to the Ghost Tales product that we had a few years ago and just to really enhance this whole perspective. But I think it also is important to us and it just occurred to me that, again, we did not buy her drinks. That, you know, I, I maybe a cocktail to get somebody to become more loquacious is a good thing. But at that point, I think we shouldn't be driving the bus fueled by alcohol. And I no. think that this was this was a different side of this for us because we generally, you know, it yeah. helps you think about this and talk about this year's another cocktail kind of thing. And she didn't ask me to record it. She didn't provoke that. So it was kind of like I was piqued and I was intrigued. Was so well. I don't know. I mean, 
I haven't experienced it like she has, but there are other people who have seen things here that you can't really explain. It's true. Have you had personal things that you've seen, Michelle, that I have. make you go, huh? Um, and the first few times it happens, you uh, you explain it away. You just you justify it. You justify it. You, you come up with something scientific. The first time something really happened, Bob, I don't this was with you. I don't know if you remember this. Um, the young man with uh, long hair who worked here a few years ago. Um, Noah. Thank you, Noah. Uh, he was standing at the host stand, and you and I were standing by the door, but we were kind of blocking the area, and we were talking about something, and we both saw somebody walk past us, and we moved so that that person could get in the basement. And then we moved back, and Noah said, why did you do that? And we both said, to, to let them by, and Noah said, there was no one there. And that was the first time, you know, I would have just assumed someone went by until someone else could tell me, you know, that's not what happened. The next thing that happened to me was I was headed upstairs just to check before we start tours. We always walk through all of the floors and I'm going up the first set of stairs and I hear a child running from the front of the building to the back of the building. And I think to myself, why is there a kid next door? Well, no. It was definitely coming from this building and there's no way you'd hear somebody running in the, in the building next door. There was literally a child spirit front to back. I, I've got over 30 years of stories and different things, experiences here. And um, the child is something I don't hear that much, but I hear more often than not a woman in either stilettos or in clunky heels. Mm. You catch her all the time walking up and down the stairs. There's nobody else here. You go upstairs, you get here at 9 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. No one spent the night that night. There's nothing else here. You pace the thing off, there's no one. Even now, our contractors, Greg Reyes and company, as they're here doing multiple things for restoration, and they'll say the same thing to me. And I, when I get here after they're already here, they're like, I'm really out of thing to place. We're here, we're working on this. We hear footsteps upstairs. Mm -hmm. You walk upstairs, there's no one there. You walk back down, and you hear specifically footsteps upstairs. Now, the ceiling height to the floor height is, depending where you are in the building, is between 21 and 24 inches. It's a thick space, right? So it takes a sound. It's almost like a having a sound. Joe Spear or someone walking yes. back and forth to get that sound up here. And yes. even you could have you could have dozens of people walking upstairs. You will never hear a sound at all. It's got to be. It's got to be. Because when you guys are doing tours, you can't hear people walking. Correct. With like 10 mm. people. That's you cannot true. hear. That's you, true. Tonight even, we're... We're not open. You have tours going, but you don't hear anything. Interesting. Not Correct. like a regular night. But there so, are times that you are doing tours, you're on the second floor, and you hear people walking upstairs. They're yep. like, there's not a tour up there. What is that about? What is that about? You can yep. leave your tour, you run upstairs, and there's nobody there. Uh -huh. There's also no egress, no way to enter or to leave mm -hmm. or anything else. That's true. So that's not uncommon. Or you're downstairs, you're doing the setup in the beginning of the day, and I understand why Brianna and others don't want to walk downstairs, get ice at the beginning of the day. Because you can be downstairs by yourself and you hear footsteps, specific footsteps up here. I do. And you run up and there's nobody here. The doors are locked. Mm -hmm. There's nobody here. It's true. Well, let's not forget the toilet paper antics. Now, that was just last summer. That was the weirdest thing. Third floor. Oh, my gosh. Third floor. We would come in day after day and the toilet paper would be unrolled. Now, imagine how thin toilet paper is and how delicate you have to be with this. It would be unrolled from the spool. It would come out of the bathroom, 
I twice found it going into that kitchen and then once it actually went around, is there a washer dryer right there, correct? Yeah, correct. It went around the washer and then perfectly made a 90 inch turn or 90 degree turn and went perfectly back along the washer all the way to the wall. Not one piece was ripped. I don't think a human could do that. I, I agree. I don't know how you could possibly, okay. I don't know how you could possibly take, again, toilet paper, thin toilet paper, thinner than bed naps, and you can you can do that, unroll the whole thing and move it around. I, I concur with that. Yeah. We never figured out what was going on with that. But that was that was actually several days in a row. It was. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, it was. No. no, I just happened to see it myself. And this is pre-cameras anywhere here. We yeah. don't have cameras on the third floor. Huh. Because people, it's a, it's a you know it's a Airbnb, okay. it's a right, hidden right. space. We can't uh, do that. Good point. So good we could point. probably do a camera that's facing down the stairs in there. Sure. But we can't have one. Right. Yeah. Right. And speaking of cameras, we really should have a camera on that safe. Yeah, I can't tell you why we don't because there's enough other images that take place downstairs mm -hmm. on a regular basis. The things I caught last week were we, we saw those as well. What did we see? Are something? It's like right about where the safe is, just this. If you were to take an old fashioned theater arc light kind of thing mm -hmm. and flash that, but I mean more than even your, your photographic lights and your, your uh, umbrellas are, it was a bright stinking light that was right there. And you saw this, cause I go back in the film and it was like maybe 2.30 or something, but by 5.30 it was done. It was over with doing that hmm. thing that it did. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. We caught the loop, by the way. So one day we should do something with that. Oh, the loop? The the footage. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I'm glad you caught it this time. Because did we not lose last Halloween a full spirit figure floating down the hall towards the camera and moving into the wine cabinet? Yes. Uh, it looked like a woman that was moving, not sashaying, but it certainly was... It was a dame that was moving this way. There's nobody else there, um, and no feet. <laughs> this is after hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we night. clearly were not here. My phone pings often in the middle of the night, two thirty, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, and there's a, a point that I just don't even look anymore because, it, frankly, it creeps me out. And it, 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 but it's significant. And sometimes you see what looks like this figure that's moving through, coming up to the camera, and sometimes you see what, what looks like hands coming across and enveloping the camera. And then the camera goes dead. And you can check everything else for the, the system that's here, the security system, the doors, nobody has breached anything. Ain't nobody else here. And I can't begin to tell you about that. Joe might have, Joe Spear might have caught a part of that because that's before I was aware of how to do that. Okay. Same thing with the moth. We got a moth that flies. You see this large, I mean, three inch or more white moth that likes that camera quite a bit. We're in the front bar right now likes the main camera up there and it'll just go and it'll hover in front of you and for hours it's just there and that makes no sense stuck in place as if we're right in front of the yeah. camera you get that downstairs as well even we're filming maybe a month ago or something we had other little moths that were here a few weeks ago and it was just god only knows how and where and why but it was constantly around us wow. so pardon me a moth generally is uh indicative of death i think and mm -hmm. most uh Beliefs, religions, whatever. Yeah, white moths. Mm -hmm. So, um, curious stuff. It is curious stuff. 
It's what keeps bringing us back, though, isn't it? That's part of it. There is a lot of um, there's a lot of unknown here. There's a lot of intrigue. I we still haven't seen the footage from RPI that was a week or two ago that they uh, got all sorts of things apparently from their late night stay here. Did they? What's interesting is that things apparently died right before three o'clock, which generally my experience is that's when things are ramping up. Mm -hmm. But for them. It was, they said it was like Stone Cold Dead, and that's when they left. So either they were just scared little bunnies and, and left now at 3 o'clock because there was a pause, or God only knows what was taking place, but they left. Oh, I wouldn't have left. That's when I saw Molly. I saw Molly. Who's Molly? Three, Molly, the uh, prostitute who we believe was murdered upstairs, who has told us from the spirit world that she was murdered upstairs. Hospitality worker. I'm sorry. Hospitality worker. Uh <laughs> I when I started working here, I've I've been drawn here from the very beginning. I'm not even entirely sure other than that I am very intrigued by the spirit world. And one of the wonderful things about Bob is once you've been working here for a while, he'll let you spend the evening. And so a couple of us tour guides spent the evening together. And I had been speaking with Molly off and on. I actually go up and talk with her and Patrick, the gentleman who supposedly murdered her, on a regular basis, just me and them, just like to chit chat. Uh, and I asked her, I was I told her I was going to be coming with a couple friends and I really would love to see her. I wanted to see her. Well, we come, we spend the evening. There are three of us tour guides and we're chit-chatting. We weren't drinking because we all wanted to know what we were doing. And the other, one of the other tour guides, I don't think she'd mind, her name is Bella, very intelligent young woman. Bella also is very intrigued by spirits. Uh, the time came, it was uh, three o'clock. We decided that was the perfect time to ask if Molly would come forth. And we're using the divining rods. Uh, the rods uh, that we use, we can ask yes, no questions to spirits. And I picked them up and I said, Molly, do you remember you promised me that you would show yourself to me? Yes. I really would love to see you, Molly. Where would you like to show yourself to me? And first she moved the rods that appeared to be by a fireplace that's in the bedroom in the top floor. We went there and we felt a cold spot but we didn't see anything i said molly i'm sorry honey we don't see you is there someplace else that would be easier yes where would you like us to go and then with a series of movements of the rods she had us walk around to what i always call the um anti-parlor it's beyond the parlor but before the kitchen on the top floor and up there there's a, a beautiful old dressing table with a big mirror stood and um, facing the mirror at this point i said molly do you want to show yourself here Yes. So Bella and I, and the hair is coming up on my arm, it's just talking about it. Bella and I were standing right in front of that mirror and we're side by side and over in between our shoulders, we see a woman reflected in a bookcase that's behind us. It looks like she's reflected in the glass. She is approximately my height because she seemed to be about the same height as me and Bella. Uh, which would be about 5'3". She has bobbed hair that was either light brown or maybe red. I couldn't really tell because she wasn't brightly colored, but she wasn't black and white either. Does that make sense? And uh, her hair was short and she had a long rope of what looked like pearls or some sort of round beads yeah. around her neck. And Bella and I both saw it. And it has long been a tradition here at Shakers uh, among us tour guides that Molly may have been in love with Sam, who is one of the bouncers that we have had the name given to us from 
uh, psyches have been through here. And I said, Molly, is Sam here? Yes. Can Sam show himself? Sure as shooting. Right next to Molly, in between our shoulders, this beefy, kind of like a bigger guy, like burly. a Joe Spear. Yeah, burly, but hair parted down the center, paper collar, mustache, shows up next to her. And it wasn't frightening. It was actually very nice. And they were smiling and they were moving. It wasn't just a picture. They were actually moving. It was a very cool experience. So I've never had anything frightening happen upstairs. Intriguing, but not frightening. Madison, who came here quite a bit, is now the girlfriend of Michael Taylor, who is oh. a renowned paranormalist along with uh, Russ Allison. Okay. So there's been two other occasions that Madison spent the night upstairs alone. Brave girl. Oh, brave girl. I don't and know. And she that. captured any number of images walking down the stairs between the, the bathroom and the dead hooker's bedroom. Okay. Um, and we have to get that image from her at some point. Uh, but she had a variety of things taking place with her. And I can just imagine the next time that now that she and Michael are moving they're together, are moving now to the state of Wisconsin from Tennessee, uh, we'll see if we can't get her to come back and to reenact that. That would be that. awesome. That would be awesome. The spirits who have decided to reside here are more than just ghosts. To me, they're people who just don't happen to have bodies. Well, they are. They've been here way before we've been here. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, the resident spirits are pretty cool here. They allow us to do what we do. And I, I think they actually enjoy the interaction, by the way. I think they love the music. And they don't seem to be in a hurry to get out of here. They seem, no. though, there have been any number of, of people that have taken it upon themselves. I can help them move. I can help them be free. I can help. So many crosses. Just leave them alone. Yeah, oh my God, the crosses. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. We had this cat come through here, and uh, Michael, his name was, and he would actually set up that he is he's an angel in his mind. But he interacted with me before the tour one day, and I didn't. I don't hadn't done that tour for a while, and I generally don't do a lot of tours these days. But Michael is telling me all sorts of stories, and he gives me a, a picture of, of the, the you know of Jesus Christ, and he writes little scripts on the back, kind of thing. This is for you to protect you. Okay, thank you. So he's on a tour now, and after the tour, we are aware that there are crosses that are done with. Who knows what? Some kind of oil or something. Something, yeah. Everywhere. It's like every mirror he could touch, every photograph he could touch. How the tour guide, I think Andre was the tour guide at that time, wasn't aware of this. I don't there's know. only a dozen people. But it's it's everywhere. It's downstairs. It's it's on the safe. It's on that door behind the safe. It's, it's just, in the it, dust of chairs. It's in the like, dust of chairs. It's just amazing. It's just like this man had a mission, which is to put the sign of the cross on everything. So... After we're queued up with that, I send people up with, you know, here's the Windex. What's the matter? Did you hear something? I sure did. Did you? I coughed. No. Set it behind us. I didn't hear anything. Somebody's back there, huh? Okay. So, <laughs> anyway, the sign across is everywhere. So we sent somebody up, maybe Andre at that time. Here's the Windex. Here's the towel. Go take care of this kind of stuff. Maybe I sent a few people on different floors, and it was gone, we thought. But like two or three days later, now we've got more crosses in more places. Yeah, what was up with that? Did someone else come through, do you think? I do not think so. 
So we have these silly crosses that so we had these crosses everywhere. And as try as you will, they would come back, but in different locations. So then he came back at one point, wanted to take another tour, and I said, you can't, you can't anymore. Thank you very much. Appreciate your coming. You're not welcome at this point. Thank you. I think one of the things that people don't understand about spirits is I truly don't believe they're evil in any way, at least not most of the spirits we've encountered here. I'm not saying that there haven't been uh, unkind spirits, I'll call them, rather than demons or anything like that. I'm just saying that the spirits that have chosen this as their home aren't evil. But there is a whole contingency of people out there who believe that. Anything not of this world that you can see with your eyes is obviously evil. Ghost, spirit, energy, to me is all the same thing. Um, you know, call it what you need to, but I think that most people do have, certainly in this country, have a perspective that things that are ghosts or spirits are negative. And I don't think that's remotely the case because when we die and we're through with these shells that we have, the energy continues on. Energy can't be destroyed, right? Right. So whether energy elects to go somewhere else or just whatever, why can't it stay here? I think we have a disproportionate amount of activity that's here. Part of that, I believe, is because this is built over a former cemetery. It had a very lush history, both as mm -hmm. a speakeasy and all sorts of other debauched things that have taken place after that Good period word. of time. I like it. perhaps even some during you know, my reign here for 30 odd years. Oh, uh, really? I've heard. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it's a place that has its own vibrancy that takes place. So why wouldn't they want to be part of this? Certainly with the background for some of these people, especially the women that worked here in the brothel and the speakeasy, of course they want to be around this type of energy. Once you're in the hospitality industry, it's difficult to get out of it. I, I have countless stories of people I've known that have been chefs or, or in, in the bar or restaurant industry and they get out of it. And then they're Jones and a couple years later, I just want to get back into it. So there's something about this business, something about having the opportunity to make a difference in people's lives, to give them a little bit of happiness, if you will, or, you know, we don't really listen to people's stories necessarily as bartenders, but certainly as tour guides we do. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want to be in a place that's conducive to your being there, right? Right. So. Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. I plan to haunt here. Uh, I'll be long gone by that point, but uh, <laughs> carry maybe, on. Maybe not, I don't know. As a personal aside, um, you know that my mom died almost mm -hmm. two weeks ago now, and I took a minute tonight to grab the rods. And I am a firm believer that our loved ones do move on in a spiritual way and that they come and visit us a lot because especially in the beginning because that's what they know. I think there's probably still a growing experience when you leave the show and uh, I said mom are you here? The rods hugged me meaning they went all the way around. Mom yes. I miss you. Mom are you okay? All the way around. Mom, are you with Grandma and Grandpa? All the way around. Nice. Very it's nice. nice. It's nice. I'm glad you had that experience. I am too. Mm. Well, I've enjoyed this segment of the uh, the after hours portion. And Patrick, any other questions of us? I think we're good for tonight. Well, welcome to Ghost Tales. We look forward to the next installment and. Uh, 
Cheers. Cheers.